0: Of Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Show. My name is Simon Miller. This is a pro wrestling show. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for watching. Be that on YouTube or be that on podcast. However, you may divulge this audio or visual treat, I'll call it. I do appreciate it. Who saw that coming, eh? Who saw that coming back in? What a weird journey we've been on all around. April 2019, the day after WrestleMania, we start getting these weird vignettes. Turns out to be for the Firefly Funhouse. That confused us all. We didn't know what that was. Then we learned to love it. It grew on us. We figured out that Bray Wyatt was some kind of wrestling genius, a wrestling savant, who even though he got buried into the ground as the cult leader, was able to make a return. And now on October the 14th, because it happened yesterday, October the 14th, 2019, WWE decided to burn down the Firefly Funhouse. Now, let's be fair. Let's try and be positive. We don't know what this means. Is it the end of the Firefly Funhouse? I mean, you would assume so. But, you know, Lacey Evans and Natalia teamed up on Raw. So we don't have to make sense of anything on Monday nights anymore. But I think for me, and we're going to get into it, of course. But the major thing for me is this is the Fiend's first major feud, right? I know we had to talk with Finn Balor, but that was quite cut and dry. That was quite quick. Seth Rollins has been on the up and up for this entire feud. Aside from like when Bray White would do sneak attacks and the lights would go out and you'd get that noise, like meh, meh, wherever it goes, Rollins has just whooped Bray White's ass. And now he's found the Firefly Funhouse. How he found it, I don't know. I'd love someone to answer that. I guess it's just in a room backstage, the Firefly Funhouse, if you're wondering. All these, oh, something am I. But all these theories and uh, ideas, you're all wrong. The Firefly Funhouse is just a room and you could enter it anytime. And you'll see Bray Wyatt there, probably with a camera. Oh, I just spat something out of my mouth. I'm a classy guy. <laughs> but you can just see Bray Wyatt, probably with his iPhone, stuck on a tripod, mic'd up a few things. I don't know. I don't know. We have to see where it's going to go. But it was very surprising, and it was very weird. And I don't understand how they think this is going to get Seth Rollins cheered. Like, Seth Rollins is going to get booed massively because of this. <laughs> because, they, basically, Seth Rollins just took away the the thing that everybody at WWE fans love more than anything <laughs> I love it at least it's fun at least it's entertaining i mean sometimes for the wrong reasons but i get a right kick out of it anyway let's uh, we'll we'll get into it a quick shout out to jack worrell in the super chat right away just throwing some money in there i do appreciate it and on that note Uh, let's talk about super chats of course if you do want to help the show if you do want to you know because everything needs money let's not pretend otherwise to get the time to do this blah 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 there's a little dollar sign in the chat you can say whatever you want you can ask whatever you want if you want to steer the podcast in a certain direction you can uh so yeah all super chats would be appreciated and of course i've got a patreon patreon.com forward slash assignment 316 that's how i'm able to do anything on my youtube channel I use the money of that to not take on other jobs. I'm a freelancer by trade and so on and so forth. And again, all the description, uh, the description below has all the details. And if you haven't got any cash, you don't want to put any cash in, get it. Give me a subscribe. That's all I ask. Subscribe to the channel. Uh, Get your mates to subscribe to my channel. If the number goes up, uh, all is well. And of course, we are sponsored. They help me with my merchandise by pinsandknuckles.com. So check them out for all your merchandise needs. And I've got a special wrestling t-shirt up there as well. It's, I mean, where do we even begin? Where do we even begin? I we'll just start with Jesse Holbritton in the super chat. He says, can you shout out my son's channel, Black Ops, with two Ps, two, four, four. Done. Everyone go follow Jesse's son's channel, Black Ops, B-L-A-C-K-O-P-P-S, two, four, four. It's good when kids get involved in YouTube. I find it's like a a beneficial way to spend your time. I I mean, you tell me. Let me know what you think about all this kind of stuff. Because my biggest worry, I, I don't understand... I mean, Bray Wyatt is on SmackDown. I'm so start again. Round it. There's so many issues I have. Right, the first. is, I don't want to be a negative Nancy, but I've got to go with my heart. I've got to go with my gut. Why are, Breath- why are Bray Wyatt and Seth Rollins still fighting if one is on SmackDown and one is on Raw? If we're going to have a defined brand split and you really want to push it home, you really just have to say, right, that's it, we're done. And it would suck in many levels, but at least we wouldn't be already going back to this wild card-esque environment where everybody's on each show. Like, why was Lacey Evans on Raw? Lacey Evans got drafted to SmackDown. <laughs> why wasn't Kevin Owens on Raw? So many questions. But then we find out that at Crown Jewel, we're going to be doing Seth Rollins versus Bray Wyatt in a Falls Count Anywhere match. Forget the fact that Seth Rollins is also captain of Team Hogan. So he's pulling double duty, which is a bit Roman Reigns-like in the sense that at the moment the fans aren't on Seth Rollins' side, and yet we keep putting him in matches. That's what we did with Roman and it didn't work. But in what world is the Universal Championship going to change hands in Saudi Arabia? You know, those um, cards to this point have mostly been filler, glorified house shows. I'm not saying that from a, a content point, that's a bad thing. You can do whatever the hell you want. But my worry is if we have another match, especially a match that would, I don't know, favor the fiend, I would suppose, given what he's like, why would we... I don't know my point. But If he loses again, what do we do with Bray Wyatt after that? It's going to be so hard to take that character seriously because he came up against his first hurdle and then he just lost. He lost the Hell in a Cell. You can, you know, spin it any way you want, but he didn't win the championship and therefore in my head he lost. And if that happens again, that falls count anywhere. Also, you can't just stop a falls count anywhere, match. You can't DQ, that doesn't exist. You can't do another referee stoppage, because that's just gonna make the internet explode. So what do you do? What do you do? I don't understand. I don't understand. I don't understand what we're doing. Because right now, if you look at the state of WWE, Seth Rollins is getting a lot of hate, right? He's getting a lot of hate. I don't think sometimes I worry he doesn't sell he doesn't do himself too many favours. His Twitter account, I think. He, he, he just don't 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 talk to the haters, man. Just leave the haters be. You don't need to worry about them. You're Seth Rollins, just smashing it. But the babyface run isn't working as well as it was doing, say, six months, a year ago. Whatever. I'm, that may be a bit that may be a bit soon. But if you can kind of feel that in the air and you can feel the environment, you can feel the 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 winds of change, don't let Seth Rollins be the guy to burn down what is most people's favourite part of the show. <laughs> All that's gonna do is wind people up. And look, of course, it does not necessarily mean it's the end of the Firefly Funhouse. We'll have to wait and see. But that's the insinuation. That's what makes sense in storyline. So if you are worried about that, you're perfectly within your rights to do that because that is the hint that we've got. I just don't understand where we're going with any of this. It feels like we put together the Bray White-Seth Rollins match because it was cool. And it was cool. It really, really was. But then because we didn't have a finish, we're now panicking. And all we're doing is is deflating both of those guys. Whereas, you know, post-SummerSlam, Seth Ryan's good amount of love. The Fiend coming out with his uh, of his, his destruction with the, the Finn Balor and the entrance. I don't know, man. I don't know. It's really confusing. Shout out to Michael Warner in the super chat who just says, WWE hates us. I don't think they hate you, Mike. I just think, I think they overthink things. And I think sometimes they think they know best. You know what? More power to them. They've been doing this for however long they've been doing it. Uh, maybe sometimes they're right. I would just say that in this instant, they're wrong. And I talk about this on ups and downs again. Yeah, we're doing the podcast a bit early today because I've got to rock it out in an hour. But at 2 p.m., make sure you head up to What Culture Wrestling. You can watch ups and downs and we get into it today. But one of my points was, I think we just have to take a step back and accept that Seth Rollins is WWE's guy and more power to them. Excellent. Great. They have chose Seth Rollins. They want to push Seth Rollins to the moon. They see something in Seth Rollins, and in their world, he's more important than Bray Wyatt. That's fine. It really, really is. That's their creative decision, and I respect them for doing it. The problem is, it's the complete opposite of what the fans want them to do. And that's where you get into this crazy situation, because if the fans don't want it, as we saw at Hell in a Cell, as we saw last night, because everybody was booing, you're going to piss them off. And when you piss them off, That's when you get into, you know, the territory where maybe someone doesn't watch anymore. They switch to YouTube or they switch to stuff like ups and downs. Maybe they go watch AEW to stick to NXT. I don't know. I don't know what the fallout will be. I just find it fascinating that I, I really respect the fact that they, you know, they've chosen Seth Rollins to be their dude. But if it's not working, well, I don't understand why they can't take a step back. and go. I'm not sure this is the right thing, guys. Why don't we try The Fiend, try Bray Wyatt and see how that works out. But we don't do that. Uh, shout out to Matthew Bailey in the Super Chat. You'll love this, Matthew. Matthew says, was that supposed to be a Seth heel turn? Now, I thought the same thing. I think the majority of people thought the same thing. But according to Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer, no, it was not. That was not meant to be a double turn. Now, Dave Meltzer is not always right. Uh, I do trust the information that he gets. Like, I don't think he makes things up as some people seem to suggest he does. I think somebody will have told him that. doesn't mean it's not going to change, but it certainly doesn't seem that way. Which is crazy, because you had a man burn down somebody else's stuff. Also, I don't want to get into it too much, because we talk about this on Ups and Downs. Just because Seth says burn it down, doesn't mean he then has to go burn stuff down. It's not a literal thing. Also, why did he burn it down? I don't understand any of it. Alex Dean in the Super Chat says, hand on the heart for the Super Chat. Is Is it too soon to tell, but which character comes off worse in this scenario? Well, that is a great question, Alex. Because you're right. Oh, sorry, I hit my table. Because you're right. The Fiend is damaged by this. However, let's say that he did win at Crown Jewel and then you allowed him to tear through the roster. I actually think you'd probably rehab him quite quickly. I think we'd move, excuse me, we'd move past all this and we would get to the stage we wanted to get to before where the Fiend is this dominating champion and nobody knows how to defeat him because he's crazy and he kicks out a one and he doesn't feel pain. The real issue is (coughs) Seth Rollins the baby face because what do you do to salvage that character because between the Twitter meltdown that's not fair between the Twitter rows that he had earlier in the year which didn't really do him many favors to how he's being perceived now to the fact that he's the guy within the narrative that's stopping Bray Wyatt from becoming this entity that a lot of people would like him to be it is turning him into a bad guy and I do think naturally he's better at being a bad guy I just do I just think it just suits his character better But yeah, I think it's actually hurting Seth Rollins worse. And I don't know how we get back from that. And given that he's meant to be one of the four pillars of WWE, like it seems to me the four pillars are Becky, Charlotte, Roman, Seth. He's meant to be one of the pillars. He's had a pretty decent title run in terms of length or lengths when you combine them all. So it's not like WWE are playing around with him, but they are threatening to put him in a position much like they did Roman Reigns. And look, I, I'm going to say this. It's cool. Like, there's no right or wrong as far as I'm concerned. I never agreed with the sort of the crazy backlash to Roman Reigns. I always quite enjoyed him. I knew where it came from and I understood the point, but I thought it got a little bit carried away. But hey, you pay your money. It's it's an entertainment product. You should react however you choose to react as long as it's respectful, of course but for WWE to go through all of that and now start to go through it again with Seth Rollins and not go wait 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 like we, it doesn't matter how many t- it doesn't matter if you make a mistake as long as you learn from it right that's what life is all about if we don't make mistakes we can't grow but now i feel like they are literally doing it again just because they're convinced we got to go with Seth and nothing else matters, which is nuts because if we had done that in the late 90s, I don't know, blah, blah, boring, boring. But if we had done that, we never would have got Stone Cold Steve Austin. We probably wouldn't have got The Rock. You know, we we reacted. It's true, we wouldn't have done because The Rock was turned heel because people, the crowd, the fans were telling him to die. And somebody backstage went, look, man, you can't be a face. I want you dead. So maybe we, he would have carried on being that, right, if this was If The Rock was in 2019, he would still be the smiling, happy babyface guy. Stone Cold Steve Austin would probably still be the ringmaster. But because the fans brought in the shift, WWE made some changes. And I think right now that's what should be happening with The Fiend, Bray Wyatt and Seth Rollins. But we're not. We've fallen back onto roman reigns territory which as we know doesn't work shout out to silence is her weapons here in the super chat who says do you think mike kanellis will get his release yes bit of news mike kanellis asked for his release you can check it out on his twitter right now he posted quite a long note i doubt it they let sean spears go and look at where he went i don't think he thought this through well i think he's frustrated uh, he did sign a pretty lucrative deal back in june so that is going to make it even harder a lot of people are saying that deal was for five years too so how you get out of that i don't know um no i don't think they'll give him his release uh, because he only just signed a contract, and it is about presidents, right? Like if they let Mike Canalis do it, then they have to let other people do it as well. Like they said no to Luke Harper. Why would they say yes to Mike Canalis, who has an even longer time remaining on his deal? And that's the issue. You can't have an exa- You can't do one thing for one person, not the other, because you'll create a bad atmosphere backstage. So I don't think they'll let him go. But I do feel sorry for him. Like if he if he does want to go out and wrestle, I know some people are going, well, you shouldn't have signed the deal. Yeah, but we all do things and we'll look back and we go, oh, maybe we shouldn't have done that. And if he has signed the deal and now realize that the wrestling and the creativity and the passion is more important than the finances, then I think it is a shame he isn't able to, to do that. I mean, that's a problem with the company, not just like WWE, any big entity, there's only so many spots for so many people. But we all know what that's like in your job if you want something and you're not getting it. Of course he's going to be frustrated. But no, I don't think they'll let him go. But I do I do have some sympathy for him, man. Like we're all just trying to get through this crazy thing called life as best as we can. And if he's way apparently he hasn't been on a house show since October 2018. So if you really like wrestling and you're a wrestler and you're being paid but you're not doing the wrestling, yeah, I can imagine that does suck. I know, look, I'm not saying I'm near his level, but I obviously wrestle, as I'm sure some of you know. And I don't have any, I've only got like one, I've only got like a couple of bookings over the next couple of weeks. Because that's just the nature of the beast. I'm trying to get more, but I haven't been able to at the moment. And you do get withdrawal symptoms from it. Like you do miss it when you don't do it for a while. It's actually quite good for me. I need to heal up some injuries. But that's neither here nor there. So when Mike Kanellis is doing this 100% of the time and he's not being allowed to showcase his art, yeah, I bet it does suck. So, I don't think they'll release him, no. Uh, the the Floydy, good name. The floyd in the super chat says, The Fiend is on SmackDown, so surely he can't win. I don't think The Fiend is finished already, but this direction isn't working. I'd agree with that. I think the SmackDown uh, point is a very good one. You're right. What would that mean for the titles? In fact, great shout, which worries me even more. I know you are 100% correct. He's certainly not finished. We can... Uh, there's a way to rehab him because he's still a new character even though he does have the baggage of the cult leader Bray Wyatt that comes along with it but yeah you're right the direction is just the issue it hasn't worked uh, which is weird because I when I think about it that way I kind of find myself in two places because as I've always said especially on ups and downs I always want WWE to try new things and I respect them for doing that and I'd rather they tried and failed than not tried at all but this one just seems a bit mismanaged a bit misguided a bit confused it's like that they knew on paper it was good, but they didn't know what direction they wanted to head in. And now we find ourselves in a situation where, yeah, as we said before, neither Seth or Bray is benefiting from this. And somebody has to benefit. Otherwise, why did the program to begin with? Uh, my man Lou Miller, good last name, says, isn't the funhouse purgatory? How is it found? Well, no, we know now it's not purgatory, my friend. It's just a room backstage and you can go into it and Bray White will be there filming a skit. I hope next week we get a random Firefly Funhouse behind the scenes special and we'll see the producer, the audio guy, maybe Ramblin' Rabbit is like doing the, the, the camera work. I don't know. But I, you can put that to bed now. Any kind of, oh, it's in Bray's mind. Well, let's not. Unless Seth Rollins was in Bray's head, but there's no way WWE can tell that story. That get way too complicated and way too confusing. So yeah, that's it. It's just a show. That Bray Wyatt hosts, which kind of makes it a bit lame. <laughs> what can you do? He just wanted to host a kid TV show. That's it. Jacob Domely in the super chat says, I've been losing interest in the Fiend lately since insert pay-per-view here. Now he's getting a rematch, even though he's a SmackDown star. I think that's the thing that's upsetting me the most. Like, as you know, I'm a bit of a loser. I'm a bit of a stickler for this brand split thing. I like it when the Raw guys are Raw and SmackDown are SmackDown because then when you do do a crossover match, now the last one I can remember was it Brock Lesnar Randy Orton was crossover. I don't know, but when you do do a crossover match, I actually buy into it. I get quite excited. It feels special to me. It's like we have created two different brands and now I'm getting to see some, you know, uh, competition warfare. But we we haven't even finished the bra- we finished the brand split twelve hours ago. Whatever ten, well, I don't know what it was, and already. We've got Lacey Evans coming on to SmackDown. We've got, <clears throat> yeah, The Fiend versus Seth, which is SmackDown versus Raw. There's another one as well that I picked up, and I can't remember now. But all of a sudden, we're, we're still, just don't do it. If you don't want to do a brand split, don't do a brand split. And it doesn't matter. Okay? Really, who cares, right? In, in the grand scheme of things, if your favorite wrestler turns up on your show of choice, great, you get to enjoy them. But what's the point? <laughs> Why did I just invent invest five hours of my time when everyone's still going to be jumping around the place. Like that Team Hogan versus Team Flair thing. It's just a bunch of Raw Smackdown dudes. Especially if we get to Survivor Series, then we do that again. Then I do have to rip off my own nose. That's just what i got to do. Because then I'll be more concerned about the fact that I don't have a nose... Than Raw versus SmackDown because in the grand scheme of things, who actually cares? You know what I mean. Uh, Jack Warren in the super chat says, "Do you think Bray will go back to Raw in this major swap, and who will go the opposite way?" Also, did you see Liv's tweet last night? Yeah, so Booker tt's on the FS1 show. Was it called WWE Backstage? That happens tonight, I think, on FS1. There's going to be some big trade, and he's only going to talk about it there. Maybe it does involve Bray White. I don't think so because I think the Fox executives are quite high on getting Bray White, and they've got him. That's one of the reasons they think the Firefly Funhouse may have been stopped. That The Fox guys don't want it. Speculative, you know, who knows if that's true. So, I don't know, but that's a, it, what is the major change? Like, a major change to me would be Seth moving to SmackDown. If that happens, it means The Fiend probably would win the championship, so that would be good. Charlotte going back, but then that makes sort of a good portion of Raw pointless. Roman moving, I don't think they can do that because they want him on SmackDown. It's the biggest show. Brock Lesnar's not gonna move. So what is the big what is the big shift? I don't know. You mentioned Liv Morgan's tweet as well. No, I don't follow Liv Morgan on Twitter. So I well even if I did, I probably wouldn't have seen it, to be honest. Let's have a look now. The table will wobble because it's really unsecure. She has said. Holy water cannot help you now. A thousand armies couldn't keep me out. I don't want your money. I don't want your crown. See, I've come to burn your kingdom down. That's a very nice poem. A lot of people think she's going to be associated with The Fiend. Nah, who even cares anymore? I, <laughs> I would have disagreed with that a few weeks ago. I'm like, yeah, do whatever you want. Do whatever you want. The Fiend is just another guy now. He's, he's, he, I'm not saying he's lost his magic. And as our other dude said earlier, we can easily get him back. But just do whatever you want. Yeah, put Liv Morgan with him. Who cares? Why wasn't Liv Morgan's next nah, partner? Jake Chan in the Super Chat. How do you think WWE should use Alistair Black on Raw? Well, I like how they've started. Alistair Black should be treated like a hitman. Do you know what I mean? Like a guy you don't want to get in the ring with because he will systematically take you apart and they'll boot you in the head and make you tap out. He's really good at Alistair Black. He's got an aura about him which makes him stand out from other wrestlers. Um, I think he's got, I hate this term, but I understand that it, it speaks volumes to people. He's got an alternative look to him. Uh, which you know, People like that. People like that, especially if you're the younger demographic. And I think that's key. I don't want to get into ratings and nonsense like that, but when it comes to t- teenagers and kids, which WWE is going after, someone like Ricochet is gold for that because he's so good in the ring and what he can do but so is alistair black because again he's spooky is the wrong word but he just has a he has an atmosphere to him i mean he's probably more of a teenage guy uh sort of the teenager would warm to him i don't want to call him emo because i feel like that it's not fair either but you know what i mean he kind of has that so he should be pushed, he should be treated like a big deal, and he should get to the main event as soon as, as soon as possible. Like, he's got the talent. If you've seen any of his indie work, it's not like he's a brand new guy. He's got the experience. I know Paul Heyman is high. Also, people say that Paul Heyman is high on him. So fingers crossed that is, you know, that's, that's what happens to him. I'd, I'd accept... An AJ Styles versus Alistair Black program with Alistair Black winning the US Championship, does that for a bit and then move on to fight for the Universal title? Absolutely. I think he'd be great and I think he'd offer something completely unique. And unique is what you want in wrestling, especially at the moment when a lot of people feel very cookie cutter. I was watching wrestling the other day with someone that doesn't watch wrestling, and they were intrigued about the Fox stuff. And honestly, they said, they saw, I've, thought, I've said this before. It happens a lot, though. They saw Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins in that opening match on SmackDown. And they were like, why are they the same person? <laughs> like, they are. They are the same person. So it's uh, it, it difficult to, to, to fight back against that. Uh, Chicken Salad in the Super Chat says, I just can't wait for Friday Night Kablowie, Lol, you're damn right. If you want to know what that's about, search for Kayfabe News on YouTube. Get it a subscribe. Satirical Wrestling News for 2019. And this week, we did announce AEW Friday Night Kablawi to take on WWE SmackDown. It's the kind of level you're working with with kayfabe news, so I uh, don't say I didn't warn you. And it's just me in a wig. So many people say, Miller, I thought this was real. Well, if you can't figure that out within two seconds... I don't believe that's my fault. That may uh, that may be on you. Uh, who is next in the Super Chat? James Sims, my man. Of course, please throw a Super Chat in there if you fancy. James Sims. I think the trade that Booker mentioned is the fiend back to Raw to win the title. A lot of people saying that. A lot of people going with this fiend idea. I mean, it could be. But then what was the point of... I don't know. I mean, it, it, it's, it's got to be... A, I'm kind of in two places with that. It's got to be a big name. Otherwise, Booker T is talking nonsense. But if we do just shift Bray Wyatt back, it's a bit like... Well, that was a waste of our lives. I don't know, mate. You know what? of all the big names, he probably is the most sensible one. And then, yes, it will appease us because at Crown Jewel, he can win the title, which would be nuts. You know, title changes on Saudi Arabia shows seem so out of whack right now. So maybe it should be that. Maybe that's the best one to do. Maybe Booker T announces that he's uh, <laughs> that he's going to be on a brand. James Martin in the Super Chat says, With Bray on SmackDown and the brand split set in stone, which he put in inverted commas, which I appreciate, could The Fiend be rehabilitated if he destroys Seth and just leaves without pinning him? I mean, execution is everything, James, so potentially. But then you have to ask the question, why wouldn't he want to take the title? Like, no matter who you are, no matter how crazy you are in the head or whatever your motivations are, if you've beaten up somebody that you hate, that you despise, that you want revenge on... The ultimate way to do that is to then beat them properly and take something away that means something to them. So I don't know why he wouldn't do that. That's the issue. I just asked the question, but well, why didn't you take the title as well? Why? And also, if we're going to go that far to the point that the fiend absolutely kills Seth Rollins in, at Crown Jewel, just have him beat him. Go all the way. Have him beat him. Like it. Would, it's different now. If this had happened three weeks ago, I'd said terrible idea. But it's di- we're a month on. So just do what we did with Kane. If you really don't want Bray Wyatt to be the champion, at least let him win the belt for 24 hours a day, a month, a week, whatever, and then take it back off of him. Now, there is the counterpoint to that where you'll say, yeah, but that's going to hurt him more. And maybe it will do. But if you're putting him in this situation, at one point he's got to get a victory to justify his persona, to justify his character, to justify the way he acts. That's why out of all of WWE right now, the two best turns, the two best characters are the Kabuki Warriors and Bayley because they changed their mindset, they changed their approach, they changed their moral code, and the Kabuki Warriors are tag team champions, and Bailey is a SmackDown Women's Champion. So it worked. They justified their actions, and a heel has to be able to justify their actions for you to hate them. Otherwise, you get Bray Wyatt, where you're like, well, you don't do anything, bro. You say you're going to do anything, but you don't. Same with Shinsuke Nakamura. Why did Shinsuke Nakamura's heel turn kind of run out of steam? Because he changed things up, but he wasn't able to get the job done. So you're like, why did you bother? It wasn't worth it. It wasn't worth it. Uh, Peyton Johnson in the super chat. Very nice. He says, your wrestling journey is incredibly inspiring. Thank you, Peyton. I appreciate that. Uh, yeah. Quick cheap plug at the moment. If you're on my YouTube channel, when we're done here, you can check out a match I had recently with David Starr, who's a pretty big deal on the independent wrestling scene. If I do say so myself, thank you to everybody that left nice comments on that. And thank you for everyone that watched it uh, and gave me feedback. You know, I always appreciate it. I put myself out there. I'm happy to get good news, bad news, middle news, uh, as long as it's constructive, I feel like it's uh, it's a massive help. So thanks, Peyton. That, I mean, to, to think that you're inspired by it kind of blows my brain a little bit. I mean, you kind of hope that thing would happen. But hearing it from someone that, you know, you're just chatting to on the internet, it's a big deal to me. So thanks, man. I'll give you a bow. There you go. Have a little bow. Michael Warner in the Super Chat says, I am still uncomfortable seeing Hulk Hogan. I mean... It's a controversial subject. I've made my thoughts and opinions on it very clear. And most of the time people come and yell at me, which is fine. Like we've just said, you're more than allowed to. I would rather not see Hulk Hogan on TV anymore. We're just going to leave it like that. That's my headline. You know, as to the reasons why, I understand that I am not uh, the person to comment on things like that. Uh, At least not an authority, I should say. Not an authority to comment on things like that. But that's just my for the same thing. It just makes me a little bit uncomfortable. But, you know, we live in a democracy. And if the majority of people want that, great. But I'll just put my hands up and say not for me. And I think that's how the world should go around. Jacob Donnelly in the super chat makes a great point. I said this on ups and downs. I was having flashbacks to Randy on burning down the Wyatt family compound. That's the worst name. We're almost in bugs in the ring territory now. I don't understand why that is the go-to when it comes to Bray Wyatt. Why is it, well, let's just burn it down, lol, haha. I mean, that's why, because they knew what Seth Rollins' catchphrase was. But why does he have to burn everything down? Why can't he, like, not burn it down? <laughs> I've got I've got an idea, Seth. How about we don't do it? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It didn't really work with Randy Orton. Maybe they think it did. Or maybe they're trying to rehab it, and they think, well, let's do the I haven't I got an answer for you, Jacob. I'd love to have an answer for you. I don't have one. Randy Orton burned down Abigail shed, and now Seth Rollins has burned down the Firefly Funhouse. It's just arson. It's just arson. Silence is their weapon zero. And the super chat says so many people trying to kill Bray with fire, except for Kane. Good point. He should probably give it a go. Yeah, so he should probably give he should probably give it a good go because he's still got it. Yowie, wowie. Uh, I, I mean, I remember that I was there when. Um, Uh, I was there for this, it was SummerSlam 2014 or 13, I can't remember which one, Um, but yeah, I I, I watched that Kane versus Bray Wyatt Inferno match live, and I think that's when we all got together and said, look man, the Inferno match was pretty good in the late 90s. Maybe we should leave it be. Great event, though, because that's the event with Brock Lesnar versus Punk and Daniel Bryan versus Cena with the Triple H and Randy Orton turn at the end. Really good pay-per-view SummerSlam 2013. And then, yes, uh, SummerSlam 2014 is the John Cena versus Brock Lesnar squash, which was meant to be Daniel Bryan. Never forget. Never forget. Undead FB Goo, always supporting the podcast, the show, the Super Chat. Thank you, Undead. Just says, Hi, Simon. Hi, Undead. I hope you've had a good week. hope you're having a good time. hope you're also finding some good new metal bands to uh, rock out to big metal fan is undead i've just got a message redacted from somebody thanks for whoever that was that was nice of you uh, undead also says that she's watching me in a waiting room again so the second week running undead's in a waiting room well i hope your appointment goes well i hope whatever it is you're healthy and you're happy uh, it's nice to have you here I, I appreciate it as i always do oh no my chat thing's broken no youtube no oh, it's okay it's okay i think we just got to the end of it I mean, we've done enough on Seth Rollins and Bray Wyatt. I don't know what else to tell you. You tell me, man. You tell me again. We've got the Super Chat. You want to smash me something in the Super Chat? Please do. But uh, I don't get it. I don't get it. It's something I don't enjoy either. Like, I sometimes like the madness. I sometimes like the craziness because I feel like it encourages debate and it gives us something to talk about. And I think that's one of the major reasons I enjoy wrestling these days. I enjoy hearing what other people have to say. I enjoy having that dialogue with them. I enjoy people sort of coming down on either side of the fence. So... Yeah, I'm. I I, I don't hate. Well, I think I I think I view di- wrestling a different, a bit differently to most people. And however you see it is cool. But it's just WWE. Like I love it, and if it went away tomorrow, I'd be like, what the hell do I do? Same with all professional wrestling. And I'll you know I will call it out when I don't like it, and I'll certainly back it when I do. But I don't let it ruin my day. I know some people really let it ruin the day. I'm like, meh, nah, we'll just keep on going. It doesn't really matter. No, but this is still nuts. <laughs> I can't I should have written the other draft picks down I I mean the Charlotte going to raw was the biggest one it's just weird because they, I mean I assume they see raw as the women's show because they've really sort of loaded up they've loaded up Mondays and having Becky and Charlotte on the same brand seems odd to me that's like having Roman and Seth on the same brand to me you separate them because they're big stars whether we like it or not they're big stars but Maybe one of them is moving. Maybe Becky Lynch is moving. I don't think she is, but maybe that's what Booker T was talking about. It's going to be fascinating. I'll uh, I'll wait and see. Uh, Sean Gilhorn in the Super Chat says, Why couldn't WWE just leave Bray undrafted? You could get a proper finish to the Seth feud, then have him primarily on SmackDown. You could have done that. That's the, yeah, So talking about the, the presentations, we haven't actually talked about SmackDown on the podcast. I didn't like the presentation of the draft. Just for, I, I So many people tweeted me at Simon316, cheap plug, saying, oh, you don't get it, man. It's the NFL draft. I've watched an NFL draft. I know how it goes. And look, I don't think it was the worst idea in the world giving it a go. But with wrestling, I just think because you can have fun and because you can do whatever you want as long as everybody agrees to it, I think that we should ham it up. We should have a bit of pageantry, a bit of showmanship, a bit of pantomime, dare I say it. Even if it is just the, the, the roulette wheel type idea when, you know... No, well, you'd never do that in real life because it would be incredibly ridiculous. But wrestling is ridiculous and I kind of like it when it is. So I just I just thought having Stephanie McMahon come out and go there, it's this guy, this guy, this guy, goes away, comes out. It's this guy, this guy, this guy. You're like that's fine but it's hard to get excited about the names being being brought up which is why yeah sean makes a good point we could have done that we could have sort of said oh well bray white doesn't get drafted because no one can find him or we look for the firefly funhouse we don't we can't do that anymore but we look for the firefly funhouse and and, you know we don't know where it is all these little ideas that i think would have just you know spiced it up but that's not what we did uh, and that's why I didn't necessarily think, I'm not saying I hated it, I just didn't necessarily like it. But I do understand what it was based on, that Fox won a more sports-orientated show. That's great, you can do that in the matches, but I still think, dare I say I'm sorry, that you want the sports entertainment side of it when you do stuff like that. Because you can. Like, I'm pretty sure if someone said to the NFL, by the way guys, at this stage you can have somebody run on and just wallop somebody else with a chair, and we're okay with it? They were gone, bros, do the chair walloping. Because it's stupid and people like stupidness, especially because WWE is meant to be escapism. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, you could have absolutely said Bray Wyatt doesn't get drafted. He's not human or whatever. He's a ghost. He's an apparition. Uh, Dickie96 in the Super Chat says, sending love from Sydney. Always great content with the metal horns. Damn, Sydney, man. That's crazy. Thanks, Dickie. Thanks for watching as well. I don't know what time it will be there, but I appreciate you stopping by. And same with Prescusupi Also says, hi from Australia. Love you, Miller. Got the Australian Australian contingent in here. Word up to my boys down under. And I appreciate you having here. I love you both too, of course. Thank you so much for being. Uh, for being for living for existing uh, jacob donnelly in the super chat says over the top nonsense is what killed bray before shout out to matt hardy no i don't think that's what killed bray wyatt before i think what killed bray wyatt before is that he had all the over the top nonsense but when he got into a ring he never won a match if he had done all the crazy stuff and then beaten who the undertaker john cena roman reigns uh, dean ambrose seth rollins loads of guys you wouldn't have even minded about that. That was the issue: was that he said all this stuff, but he didn't do it. Hence, why the Undertaker got over, because he did beat people, even though he was spooky dookie, and he didn't all the time. Like he got rolled into that casket in what ninety four, and then ascended upwards on the LCD boards. But more often than not, the Undertaker won matches, and that's why. He, so he backed up the spooky stuff, the over-the-top nonsense, and not winning matches. That's when it all falls apart, in my opinion. Uh, Ying Zhang Tang in the Super Chat says, Apparently Meltzer mentioned something about a major wrestling story that will happen in Japan this week. Thoughts on what it could be. Yes, I was reading this earlier. Uh, Thursday, I think he said, Something is going down. There's a big announcement in Japan. I mean, it depends what company it's related to. My first thought was that WWE will announce NXT Japan um, because I think that New Japan have opened a dojo over here or something like that. Not over here. Excuse me. Not over here, but in America. So... Um, I imagine it will be, yeah, NXT. I don't know. Maybe New Japan and WWE are teaming up. I mean, they're absolutely not because they'd never be able to get on with each other. But I don't know what it could be. Oh, Excuse me. I don't know. Unless AEW's teamed up with New Japan. Pfft, I have no idea. I have no answer. I have no I'm excited about it. Meltzer made it out like it's a big deal. Uh, we will have to... I don't know. You let me know. What do you think it's going to be? If I had to put money on it, I'd go NXT Japan. Uh, which will probably just be a developmental, like the UK one out here. I don't think they'd launch another project on the network right now, but I would guess they'd say that it's up and coming. And then if anybody else does anything out there, it will pop up from nowhere. Uh, Phil, count in the super chat says, maybe Seth is about to let him in by turning evil. Look, I've seen that everywhere. And that's a great storyline to tell. But they're still telling it the wrong way because people are booing. Do you know what I mean? If you were telling that story the right way and you were like, oh my gosh, Seth's being let in or whatever. He's a bad guy now. He's evil. Seth, what are you doing? Please, no, you're becoming the serial killer. Bleh. Then that's fine, but we're not. People just going, boo, boo, <laughs> it's crap. And that's the problem. The story isn't working, even if that's the story you're trying to tell. And I do understand when you get to the conclusion of it, you may actually be able to salvage it, but we don't know what the conclusion is. So we can only react to what we're seeing. Uh, and unfortunately, experience for a lot of people is that WWE... Doesn't have the best track record with that kind of stuff, and therefore they will assume the worst, which I also understand. It's uh, it's going to be interesting, and don't forget that that crown jewel show, man, is is stacked in terms of names. Like we've obviously got uh, Kane Velasquez versus Brock Lesnar, and don't forget Kane didn't get drafted, by the way. <laughs> Kane, Rey Mysterio did, so he's out that feud, but Kane didn't. And we have Tyson Fury versus Braun Strowman. I seem to be in the minority here. I quite liked what they did on Raw. Because if I'm going to get boxer versus wrestler, I don't want you to take it seriously. I just don't. Because you're not going to be able to put on a serious wrestling match. I would much rather everybody just had fun and I can sit there and laugh about it. It didn't overstay its welcome. I thought Tyson Fury trying to break the pen and struggling was just... It gave him a bit more character and gave him a bit more personality than maybe you would assume otherwise. Braun Strowman just did his thing. They signed the deal. They broke the table. They stared at each other. If WWE is going to do that stuff, again, we're going to get boxer versus wrestler that's what I want. That's what I want. I I thought it was okay. Uh, We're not going to go back to the days where uh, brain Mayweather, Floyd Mayweather is baking the big show's nose. I don't think we live in those times anymore. But I didn't hate it. And I smiled throughout it. So I can't really knock it. So uh, Viva Eric 21, which is a great name. Uh, First time donating. Thanks, man. Uh, You're a fantastic role model. Keep up the good work, brother. Much love from Canada. Wow. I've never been called a role model before. Damn, Viva. or Eric, I should call you really. Eric, that's That's very humbling. Well, I've never seen myself that way, but if I am and I've been able to inspire or help or motivate or do anything like that, believe you me, I appreciate that a lot and I will carry that around with me, especially in my more uh, introspective moments. So thank you, man. And thank you for throwing some money in the super chat pot. Again, more motivation for me to keep doing this stuff. Love how many people are watching right now. Love the super chats. Love everybody chatting in the in, in the chat too. So just thank you very much. And Look, while there is a few people here again, if you could smash the subscribe button if you haven't already, I certainly would appreciate it. AJ Parker says, Nikki Croc says, I need some woo choo lol with a smiley face. Again, that's Kayfabe News, buddies. Please do go check out Kayfabe News if you have got like four minutes. The shows are really, it's dumb and it's stupid, but you know, hopefully you'll 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 pick up on that. Uh, you'll pick up on that when 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 we uh, when you watch it, or maybe you don't. I'm trying to think what else we should talk about that's gone down. I don't think there's anything major apart from the Seth Rollins having two matches on. I mean, the crown jewel card is here. The crown jewel is Cain Velasquez versus Brock Lesnar. WWE title apparently on the line now. That's been the state of some confusion. Universal title falls count anywhere. The Fiend versus Seth Rollins. We've got this World Cup Tag Team Turmoil match, which is the Viking Raiders who did win the Raw Tag Team belts. Uh, we'll talk about it in a second. Versus the Revival. Versus the New Day. Versus Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode. Versus Heavy Machinery. Versus Lucha House Party. Versus Ryder and Hawkins. Versus the OC. Versus the B Team. So they've all been worked on to the show. Team Hogan versus Team Flair, which right now is Seth, Rusev and Ricochet plus two more versus Randy Orton, Tori Baldy, that's Baron Corbin, Bobby Lashley, Nakamura and one more. Strowman versus Fury, Cesaro versus Mansoor, there you go. And Roman Reigns gets versus TBA. Gotta get Roman Reigns in there. I presume he'll fight Luke Harper or Eric Rowan or, or something like that. Yeah, Heavy Machinery. Heavy Machinery, what is going I'm getting old. Uh, What the hell are they called? The Viking Raiders winning the tag team titles on Raw. I was all right with it. I think it was quite ridiculous because Rude and Ziggler have been a team for a minute and they never really had any proper feuds and now they're out the door already. But they were never ever going to be an established tag team because how quickly they were rushed into a spot they needed to be when Seth and Braun were the champions. I kind of figured, okay, this is the short term, which it was. So I hope, I guess is the right word, that this can act as a catalyst or a jumping-on point for start taking the tag team division seriously. As nuts as the name problem was, the Viking Raiders are a very good team, and I think they showed that in Raw. I thought that match was really, really fun. Just an entertainment, exciting match. So if you build them up right and you give them good feuds, I really think you can establish something there. So it is a bit crazy that we've kind of hot-shotted those titles around, but hell yeah, man, go with it. Same with the women's tag team titles. Great idea. I mean, it makes no sense that this doesn't go for all the championships. But Kyrie Sane and Oscar are drafted to Raw, but they can appear on both brands while they are the champions. I would do that for all the belts. I'd have one set of tag, one women's tag, one women's, one world, and I'd let all the guys move around. I just think that opens the door for so much more fun, and I think you bring a certain legitimacy back to what you're trying to do. However, if you're only going to do it with Oscar and Kylie, saying at least I, I just think that works. I'd much rather that than just stick all the women on one brand. I think it's a good idea at all. Also, I like Kyrie and Oscar as heels. I think it's mostly because they now actually get to feature on television. <laughs> I think that's a huge a huge reason for it. Uh, and I did think her. Oh, oh of course, we got to talk about Lacey Evans. I did think those two versus Lacey Evans and Natalia went a little bit too long. I don't think you ever need a match that long on a show like Raw, especially in the third hour when people are getting worn out. Um. Uh, you know what? Let's just do Lacey Evans now. Actually, do this first. Luke Pauly uh, in the uh, Super Chat says, Do you sell your shoulder maybe a long-term story? Do you mean like because I got injured and I'm still a wrestler? Is that what you mean, Luke? I assume so. Uh, I'll sell my shoulder if the story of the match dictates that I should. If somebody works my shoulder, I will sell it, and maybe I'll sell it more because I've had injuries there before. But no, it's not a constant thing that I do because I had an injury and I got over it. Thank goodness. I I really appreciate that I did. But if someone breaks a leg, they don't always sell their leg. I think that would get a bit old. Um, But no, I do as and when... Excuse me, as and when I need to. Uh, Ryan McVeigh, Super Chat, says... Can you do a BTS video of writing, filming ups and downs? Ryan, while I love that idea and I love the fact you'd want to see it, unfortunately that's just me watching three hours of Raw with my laptop open on my legs making notes and then standing in front of a camera doing it with a lot of takes. (laughs) I don't necessarily think that has uh, the, 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 uh, the viewer and fan base that I'd like otherwise it would to. But I appreciate you wanting that, Ryan. That's very kind. Jacob Donnelly in the Super Chat says, Might just be me, but I was expecting John Morrison to appear during the draft. Would have made for a good surprise. I agree with that. There are all these rumors about Edge as well, which I always think were a little bit up in the air. But it would have been nice to have one surprise comeback name. I think I think that's why Charlotte was one of the best ones. Because people are were like, what? Charlotte to Raw? I didn't see that coming. So if we had, oh my gosh, so-and-so is back. That's what I think we missed, right? A bit of hype, a bit of out of nowhere Which again, talking about the NFL stuff, you'd never get that. You'd never get, oh my gosh, this football is back. You'd know beforehand. But you have to do that in wrestling. And that's what I mean when I say we kind of didn't latch on to that maybe as much as we would have wanted to. Right, I want everybody in the chat to let me know, just yes or no. Does it make sense that Lacey Evans teamed with Natalia? That's it, yes or no. Because some people said to me, well actually some, it does make sense. Because they've grown a respect for one another. And I'm like, you know what man? Totally get that. That's a great storytelling technique. However... I have respect for people, but if they had thrown me through a table a week before and tried to kill me, I probably wouldn't have that, enough respect. I wouldn't want to team with them. I'd have a little bit of bad blood, especially in a combat environment. Maybe I wouldn't trust them. You can respect them, but not trust them. So for WWE to actually, especially when, right, Liv Morgan had just been drafted. It could have been Liv Morgan. What a great way to reintroduce that onto Raw um everyone said no 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 someone said no 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 nah, no 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 it does not no I thought they hated each other no not a little yes and no kind of no not at all nope no no right <laughs> maybe someone threw us in there who knows um but Liv Morgan could have been in that spot I know Naomi is dealing with some personal issues right now but you could have put her in there talking about the surprise comeback I mean who else doesn't get used enough I think Ember Moon is injured but there'll be other people like her I can't think of right now I don't understand why we did Lacey Evans because Natalia is on Raw and Lacey Evans is on SmackDown. So we didn't need to do that. I just don't understand it. Like, again, I'm not mad at it. I don't think it's overly negative. I just don't get it. If someone said, explain it to me, I'd be like, I don't know. I don't know. Because they even had a pose. They posed it. They did back to back. Back to back pose at the top of the entranceway. You tell me. I, 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 I said that a lot in ups and downs today. You tell me. Because I don't know. <laughs> oh it's funny it's funny it makes me laugh it really does wwe but hey i like it when it creates a reaction because we get to do stuff like this and we get to talk about it other than that i like the fact the oc and the street profits are feuding finally the street profits have a program i think that was long overdue um i I was worried we would get into that point where it's like well we're actually backstage dudes as opposed from wrestlers which they're not they're really good in the ring i'm gonna guess that the third guy is booker t because i think that match is gonna happen at saudi arabia uh, oh, no, wait, the OC. Actually, no, I've got that wrong because the OC are in the, the turmoil match. Ah, sugar, I said that on. Well, things can change all the time. I still think it's going to be Booker T. Don't know why. I'll be wrong now. Jacob Donnelly in the Super Chat says, My brother predicted Lacey Evans as a complete joke and we were in tears of laughter when she came out. You see? You see? That's why, Jacob, I quite like it when those things happen because I laugh a lot of stuff like that. Well, I, I've never laughed so much that when Shane McMahon became the best in the world. That's one of my favorite things ever because it's just it's so dumb. But I like the dumbness. And that just reminded me of something else that we should have talked about. You, rem- you, you jolted my brain. Uh, oh, they, 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 sorry, a comparison, yeah. like When Zelina Vega called the four horsewomen the four horsefaces, I was just like, that is the worst insult ever. Like, anyone's going to be upset by someone calling them a horseface. <laughs> I didn't like it, though. Also, how, uh, you know, let's give some props to WWE. They kept all their couples together and probably went out of their way to do so as well. So Zelina Vega and Alistair Black are on Raw. Seth and Becky are on Raw. Uh, Andrade and Charlotte on Raw that's probably why Charlotte came across or sorry why Andrade came across I think Charlotte probably controls that so uh, you know and then Carmella got moved to Smackdown because that's what Corey Graves does now that's why they broke up R-Truth and Carmella although, th- although do you know what I actually like that they've done that because we got in there like never let anything overstay its welcome like always be on the front foot with it and that could only have gone on for so long so well, I, and it upset me right? I got a reaction I was like oh no I like those two together far better than thank goodness for that My word did they take a long amount of time. Uh, Jim Girdler says, do you think Rollins is heel now in the super chat? Uh, No, my friend. Unfortunately not. I mean, look, they could change their minds, but the the wrestling news peeps are all saying that was not meant to be a heel turn. I mean, it all depends on what you think a heel and a face is today, right? WWE sticks to faces and heels more than something like AEW, and New Japan kind of skirts around with them as well. But no, that was not meant to be any kind of heel turn. Seth is the face, Bray is the heel. That's not how it's going to go down. I think that this could Roman Reigns, Seth, as we've mentioned, but I hope it doesn't, because I don't really want to. It's not fun television when that happens. It's just not. Ryan McVeigh in the Super Chat says, maybe bloopers of you filming ups and downs then, lol. Uh, I could do that. I'd have to start saving my bloopers. All right, I'll start saving my bloopers from now on, and I'll sell them to Phil over at Will... Sell them? Send them to Phil over at What Culture, and he can do whatever he so wishes with them. If there's a demand for it, I'll do it. To me, if somebody wants to watch something then that's the reason to do it right that's the only reason to do something i hope that people watch so um yeah i will uh, I, w- I will look into it for you my friend and i'll let you know i'll let you know what goes down other than that i think that's pretty much all the all the stuff that went down on raw if, if i missed anything else drop it in the comments and we can talk about it i'm just zooming through to make sure we talked about the mike Canella stuff Sami Zayn was interesting Sami Zayn got drafted as a manager now, I'm not saying that Sami Zayn was ever going to be sort of the top of the top in WWE, given the way they look at people. But I find it very strange that Sami Zayn is now considered a manager. I mean, it's good because it stops him losing. And he, like, he was just a, jobber, a glorified jobber anyway, he lost all the time. But I. I don't know. That surprises me a lot. I feel like they have something with Sami Zayn, especially if you go back and watch his NXT run. But I guess they just don't see it. And now he's Shinsuke. Although I do believe eventually we'll get a Shinsuke versus Sami Zayn program. Because that's where you've got to go with it, right? And then Sami Zayn can get back in the ring. And that could ultimately babyface one of them quite well. So maybe that could turn out to be all right. But it did surprise me in the draft that they went together. Paul the Cripple, it's an interesting name in the Super Chat, says, I thought WWE announced that Raw was drafting 41, setting up Morrison on Edge as the final surprise pick. Well, we're not done with the draft. A lot of guys are free agents, so they could do something like that. I mean, they probably should have done it on Raw. So maybe maybe that's what Booker T was talking about. Maybe they want to get people to watch backstage on FS1 so much they'll announce John Morrison as one of the picks. In fact, that would work very well, Paul. So there's every chance that happens. You could be right. I don't think it's over yet. Give it a week if nothing's happened, then it is, but not necessarily now. Messi in the Super Chat says, Street Profits actually make me miss crime time. Uh, I mean, aside from the horrendous nature of that gimmick, I did like uh, JTG and, Ch- and uh, what's his name, Shad Gaspar. Those two were great. I thought they were a really good team. Really, really funny. Again, gimmick left a lot to be desired. But I would have those two guys back in WWE in a heartbait, no question. Uh, Shauna Waldenski, uh, so Sky, sorry. In the super chat says Samoa Joe got drafted after Jinder. What? I wouldn't put too much stock into any of that. I know they had sort of first round picks, second round picks. And I, I don't. I just think that it's my Siri is writing all this down. What are you doing, Siri? No one said your name. Yeah, go away. I wouldn't put too much stock into that. I know Kevin Owens was furious about it on Twitter, which I liked, be it in character or not. Also, why wasn't Kevin Owens on Raw? Third time I've said that. But yeah, I wouldn't even worry about it. I mean, Samoa Joe was just doing his draft thing. He's injured. Jinder Mahal was over here in the UK actually the other day. He was at a WWE 2K20 event I was at. And I saw him, um, literally just saw him. I didn't say anything to him. I just saw him walking across the other side of the room. So yeah, I, I, I wouldn't... Uh, I, I I don't I wouldn't put too much stock into that. Whoever knows what they're going to do. All both rosters feel a bit up in the air at the moment. Like where does Samoa Joe fall? What do they do with Buddy Murphy, Cedric Alexander, Shorty Gable as he's now called? Is he still going to feud with Baron Corbin, aka Tolly Baldy? Who else? I mean, there's just so I, I I I kind of feel like we've hit reset a little bit. Other than sort of the main event things, we will know more next week once we get through Raw. But um, hey, man, Jinder Mahal's a former WWE champion. Samoa Joe's not. Just saying. From a WWE point of view, it kind of makes sense. I would guess. I would suppose. Samoa Joe didn't get the job done. Jinder Mahal got the job done. Take that for what you will. Uh, Right. We talked about the Mike Kanellis stuff. I like Braun Strowman. And everyone's just talking about this blockbuster. This blockbuster announcement. Uh, Did we talk about AEW since last week? I don't know. I thought AEW last week was a really good show. Um, I, mean, I know the the whole ratings thing is uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Oh, I don't even know. I just I, I enjoyed it. I don't really care that much about ratings. I'm interested in it as a fan. I enjoy. Seeing who's going to win because numbers are easy to understand, right? That did a one, that did a 0.7. Oh my gosh, it's better! So I like that. But I think if AEW stays over a million viewers, they're doing really well. I think sometimes when you create such a big buzz like they did in week one, expectations move. But as long as they stay over a million, I think that's a great start. Personally, I'm a, I'm a bit based on nothing, that's just, that's just my gut feeling. Um, and I did, I think it was a really, really fun show, a really, really fun show. It does feel a lot like WCW back in the late 90s. I don't think that's a problem. I think that's a good thing because you either know what WCW was and you like having that kind of nostalgia back or you don't know and you don't have to worry about it. WCW is still a good show when it was good, before it tanked. And it will give you somewhat of an alternative. Yeah, I think I like the Inner Circle. I think that's a tremendous group. I like, I've always liked Jack Swagger, Jack Hagar now, Jake Kagar, sorry, I should say. And I think if they can rebuild him in the right way, he'll do great. Sammy Guevara, all of, a, all of a sudden, feels like a big deal. MJF has got this amazing story going on. Just thought it was really easy to watch two hours of TV. I'm not saying it's better than WWE, not saying it's worse than WWE. I'm saying I enjoy watching my WWE and I enjoy watching my AEW. Uh, McLean Nichols in the super chat says Jordan Peele for the Firefly Funhouse horror film. I mean, that would be flipping good. Get him in now. Salvage it now with Mr. With Mr. Peele. He knows what he's doing. Although saying that, I preferred Get Out to the second movie he did, which I've seen and I can't remember the name of. I thought Get Out was better, but I still, the second one still left me super intrigued. And that's all I really need. Uh, Nighttime Sky in the Super Chat says, little something for your personal projects. Well, that is very nice. Thank you. That means a lot to me, that does. Of course, it means that you listen. I <laughs> like it when people listen. That's really kind. Thank you. Uh, thank you so much. Um, But yeah, we'll see where we get with this week. Obviously, AW Dark tomorrow. So tonight is meant to be really good. There's a match between Joey Janela and Kenny Omega that everyone is saying it uh, it kicked all the air. So I look forward to watching that. I like AW Dark. Any show that's only one hour long, count me right in. Because it breezes. When you're used to watching three hours of Raw, you're like, it just flies by. Uh, Chicken Salad says, looking forward to the Jericho Street fight. Yeah, that's Darby Allin tomorrow, right? So it should be cool. There's a lot to look forward to. And I want to see what they're going to do with SmackDown. This is the first SmackDown where we actually get an idea of the direction we're going in. The draft is done. We know who's going to be where. The rating was a bit crazy to drop a million people. That's just nuts, no matter how you look at it. Even with or without The Rock, to drop a million people blows my mind. But we need to see where it's going to even out. All it takes is one interesting story, one character to blow up and actually win to get people back on board. So. I'm not counting any. Us, thank you very much. That was the second film. Appreciate it, uh, Kylo. Uh, but yeah, I, 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 look, WWE has hit a bit of a snag since the Hell in a Cell pay per view, but I do think they're a bit backed against the wall damage control, and that's always going to take a little while to sort out. Uh, the filler. I get your name right every time, man. The filler. The filler. <laughs> the Phil, the legend. Three times it takes me. It's weird how WWE have shown arsonists' faces. Can't argue with you can't argue with you my friend and in fact on that note we're going to draw things to the close because I do need to get in my car and I need to rock to uh, to London uh, I won't tell you what I'm doing just yet I'll wait till it's all confirmed then I'll, I'll drop it on you uh, kind of exciting though should be good but yes I don't know Seth Rollins is an arsonist and he do you not know we're the fools he told us he was an arsonist ever since you've been saying burn it down we didn't listen but he is a fiend slayer now He's a firefly, he's a beast slayer, a monster slayer, and a firefly funhouse slayer. I hate that term. There's too many F's and L's in it. But look, thank you so much for watching. Uh, we, we launched a little bit earlier today, but you're still all tuned in. It means the world to me. At Simon316 on Twitter and Instagram, give me a follow. More importantly than that, please do uh, subscribe to the channel. I'd really appreciate it. Patreon.com forward slash Simon316 is how you can support all of my projects. And there's a bunch of stuff up there too. T-shirts, postcards, personalized messages. And anybody that threw some money in the super chat, you have no idea how how much it means to me. Well, end with my man Sean Gihorn, who says in the super chat, it seems like Raw is heading to be the wrestling show with the women and younger, more athletic talent, while SmackDown has the more sports entertainment type roster. It's funny you say that because you're not wrong, especially with the young up-and-comers. And yet, that's the opposite of what USA and Fox want. Fox want the sports stuff. And USA wants the sports entertainment stuff, hence why it was their idea for the 24-7 title. So you could be right, but we'll have to see. But yeah, I mean, Cedric Alexander, Buddy Murphy, uh, Charlotte, Becky, Seth. And these are the workers of the company. And yeah, Bray Wyatt, who was more sports entertainer-esque, has now gone over to SmackDown. So you're Sean, sure, you make such a good point. That's why I think we need to see where we're at in November, right? Mid-November, because there's a couple of preemptions with baseball or whatever. Shows are going to move around to different channels. Mid to late November, as we get towards the end of 2019, and Survivor Series comes into play, and then the Royal Rumble. Only then are we going to have a better idea of where we're at. Right now, it's all speculative. But hey... I couldn't argue with you. That certainly seems to be uh, the the way we're doing it, which I don't understand. But if we get to 2020 and we're pushing Buddy Murphy and we're pushing Cedric Alexander and people actually care, because it's a two-way street. The fans aren't buying it. You shouldn't push them, especially Buddy Murphy. I like Buddy Murphy. Then... It will, be all, it will be all good. And finally, Alan Jack Morrissey, who also put some money in the super chat, said, hey, Simon, love you and your content. Hope you're having a great day. Alan, my friend, I'm always having a great day when good people like yourself say really nice things. It genuinely means the world to me. I know everybody on these things say that and it can come across as transparent, but I promise that uh, I appreciate it. It makes me happy. That's why I keep doing this stuff. Because I get a lot of love back and I want to put the love back out there. Make sure you have good days. Again, ups and downs in 25 minutes over on What Culture Wrestling. Make sure you subscribe to them. Make sure you subscribe to me as well. And we'll certainly do another one of these this week. Keep an eye out for it. Come see her then. No, wait, come see me then. It's just too hot. I wore my hood, it was a mistake. See ya.